Welcome to Webcology. Webcology is the show that takes you into the deepest and darkest ends of the ecosystem on the internet. Our guides will take you on a journey into web marketing and bring you the experts and the information so that you can further explore the web marketing world. Now, here are the hosts of Webcology, Jim Hedger and Dave Davies. Hey everyone, welcome to Webcology on webmasterradio.fm. It is the 21st of March, 2019, and we made it. Happy spring. Uh, yeah, winter is over, spring is here, and magically is warming up in the Northern Hemisphere, like, really rapidly. Um, Dave, happy spring! Yeah, and to you too. I'm feeling oh, great uh, how, is it, how is it going, uh, how's it going so far? Uh, well, you know, the last uh, 12 hours of it have been pretty damn good. Yep, pretty damn good indeed. Awesome. Um, <laughs> well, we've, we've had – this has been like a super busy week. Yep. <laughs> um, and, and for anybody who was, was following us on Facebook, I'll just make that, that disclaimer. Um, we were originally expecting uh, on our show um, to do a, a correction on something or, or help me with a correction on, on just the way I, I had worded. Um, something last week we're going to have on uh, Barry Schwartz, but uh, but he, he, he was unable to make it. Get Purim, yeah, he's he's, yeah. he's celebrating um, a holiday today, so happy Purim uh, to Barry, who probably isn't listening because he's he's taking a day off to celebrate. <laughs> <laughs> now, um, and um, yeah, we we will be having him on um, in a couple weeks uh, because we've got Keith Good from IBM uh, on next week which is going to be an awesome show. That, I'm um, so looking forward to that. That is yeah. going to be, like, huge fun. That is going to be great. Yeah. I mean, he's, he's super smart, super knowledgeable. Um, and, you know, we, we chat a lot about um, sort of, you know, some of the, the challenges that small businesses do or, or go through small to medium. And, and I think a lot of our content tends to focus there. And I was like, I really need to have somebody on, like Keith, um, to chat. You know, Enterprise, how do you turn an aircraft carrier? <laughs> like, yeah. Um, so we'll, we'll have them on. We'll be chatting about that. And how things like, um, you know, these core updates, how do they impact you when you're trying to deal with something like that, where when every decision you make, you know, I think to myself and go, okay, I want to put out a piece of content. The process of deciding and, and structuring that content, it, it takes, you know, through all the back and forth, about two seconds. I, I have to go, is that a good idea? Yes. And then I write it. <laughs> but, you know, you end up with something like IBM, it, it, it's going to be, you know, a little different. So anyway, I'm really looking forward to that. And then Barry will be on um, the week later. Full disclosure, though, for audience, if you were listening to me last week and we talked about core, I used the word infrastructure. Um, and that is, Barry called me out and, and absolutely rightfully so. Um, yes, infrastructure can be part of it. But a core update is not an infrastructure update. I misuse the word infrastructure to sort of think of all the little nuts and bolts pieces, including like algorithmically, I was thinking of it that way, but I, I misused the word and it could be misleading because really infrastructure is like really the nuts, bolts and duct tape. <laughs> <laughs> now, it's worth noting, Dave, that that Barry would have been talking about a heck of a lot more than the uh, use of the word infrastructure. Because oh, yeah. there's, actually, there's actually been a lot of movement um, in the SEO community in the last week around mm -hmm. the uh, around the, 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 the core update, um, trying to figure it out, uh, trying to decipher it, uh, talk a lot about it. There is a widely circulated survey over at uh, SE Roundtable um, that, that, you know, if anybody has any uh, experience in the last week with what they think is the core update, take part in this survey. 
so yeah, I think I think I think the conversation would have ranged uh, uh, you know, pretty pretty widely. <laughs> yeah, and you know what? I'll bet one of the joys of having him on in a couple weeks is I think we'll we'll have gone through a couple tweaks since then. Like cores are like that, right? Like a, a core update happens or any large update minus Penguin, where they screw up and still make you wait over a year for the next one. But normally, you'll see those ripples quickly after, right? Like, okay, correction, correction. Hey, fair enough. Like, you, you do a major update, there's going to be some fine-tuning after the fact. It'll be interesting because he'll have collected a lot of data. Um, we'll have seen some of the little corrections and, and where things you know sort of go back to. Uh, I, I think it'll be a very interesting conversation. We'll have more details on what are they trying to accomplish. And I, I think for us, that's really what we need to know, right? <laughs> like, what are they getting at here and, and what's being impacted? Well, um, Google or has been out there trying to uh, basically smash a lot of uh, uh, myths or a lot of just, you know, um, mis well, misguided, for want of a better word, misguided talk. Because whenever something major happens, um, you know, people people talk about it. they try trying to figure it out, right? But then it often goes in a whole bunch of weird directions. Yeah. Um, okay. So Google, um, I'm sure Barry would have talked about this. Given I'm getting getting this out of uh, SE Roundtable, um, <laughs> there was a uh, three three sort of uh, areas of speculation that Google made specific note about. Number one is it a reversal of the August core of the August first core update. Uh, Google said, eh, we're constantly improving our algorithms and build forward to improve, which I think is a definite maybe. Mm -hmm. um, but maybe not. Google's neither confirming nor denying any speculation around that. Is it Penguin related? Absolutely not. Nothing to do with Penguin. Nope, not Penguin. Not a, it's a core update. Nothing to do with Penguin. So that sounds like nothing to do with Penguin. Pretty clear on they, that because they, they were real subtle on that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they were they were they were they were about as clear as Google is ever on that one. <laughs> Not Penguin. Okay, was it the biggest update ever? No. <laughs> um, Google's had like larger updates, much more sweeping updates. Uh, I don't know, Penguin, anyone? Um, or Panda, or Hummingbird, or um. You know, uh, updates that were extremely visible, uh, so much so that they were given specific names. This was an update in the way they arranged the filing cabinets, you know, um, which could be like either physical stuff or the software stuff on the inside, just to, you know, make sure we, we're, we're, we're clear on that. Um, but it's not a, uh, 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 update that you could say this uh, targets websites that have uh, that use uh, words that end in Y you know which they might mm -hmm. do one day it's an infinite mm -hmm. universe mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, so there you go those are the those were those are three things they said specific specifically um, they also said that we do a number of core updates every year this is just what they do so why is this one so sweeping, so, uh, caught so much attention, Dave? You know what? I'll start with this. I find it funny because we're talking about it's not the biggest. And, and the first massive, massive update I remember, it, and you probably remember it too because we all had clients who were like either devastated or like basically because of change. 
ironically was called Florida. And it's the first massive one I remember, right? And that was back in 2003, I think. It was was November 2003. Um, And it was just, just, yeah, right before Christmas. (laughs) Awesome. Um, Yeah, that's right. And that's, you're right. It was November. And as soon as I, as soon as you said it, I'm like, yeah, that's right. It devastated retailers. Um, Every practicing SEO knows exactly where they were when they, when they realized something had happened. Something, yeah. And that was back in the days of sort of the dance. It was like, well, that's it for four to six weeks, right? Like that's, this is the results. <laughs> Google canceled Christmas. Yeah, killed they, Santa they, Claus. Yeah, and and, and I know they were trying to not, but but they ended up dumping spam. But that was that, or I mean, they ended up filling the filling the results with a bunch of just crap, in my opinion. But anyway, because it wasn't the sites I was working on. Uh, <laughs> um, anyway, um, yeah, this one is is really really interesting. Um, the, the the thing that I continuously find. Um, curious, and I uh, is just who was impacted, um, who wasn't, um, you know, and, and I even think of that uh, among among my own clients. Um, there was only one that was dramatically um, impacted, um, and it's not actually a client; it's a past client um, that decided to bring their SEO in house, um, and and isn't, in my opinion, doing what they they should be doing. They had a, a dramatic shift. Some good, some bad. So that's not a statement of like, yeah, screw them, right? This is what happens. Uh, no, they, so they had some ups, they had some downs. No, you know, no problem. But they were, they moved a lot. The rest of our client base didn't, and, and that's held. Like it, it, it happened. I think during last week's show, I was mentioning that. Yeah, they, they all, they didn't. You know, you look at the weather reports or whatever. None of them really moved. Look at the ranking reports. None of them. Eleven flow, a couple positions here and there, but nothing. And then you've got people just being rocked by it. Uh, well, I got that. Well, I, I had a really, actually, a really interesting thing happen about an hour before we went to air. So probably about an hour and a half ago. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a client, uh, a, a brand new client, a new project I'm working on, like as of today, um, who saw serious, serious losses from uh, from this update. They want to know why. They want this deciphered. And they want to know how they can get that 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 that, that traffic back again. Mm-hmm. And, and 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 I got the access to analytics and search console like an hour before going on air, mm-hmm. and I, I didn't dare look at them right because I get <laughs> it's like I get totally lost in them. Like, like you, you got to go to church before you can open your Christmas presents. I I, I wouldn't have been able to do the show because I'd be looking at, at like search console right now because <laughs> these guys did lose a lot of uh, 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 traffic and they're an impression driven you know they're an ad impression driven site so. Mm-hmm. This is um, critical. Right. Um, uh, 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 so yeah, I, this, I love brain teasers like this. So it's going to be interesting to dig in. But I'm going to put. Uh, I'm going to. I'm going to go out on a limb right now with. Um, you remember how Rank Brain was uh, was sort of like devised to try to figure out what search users might mean when they're doing like a a, a long tail or what what. They're entering a query that sort of produces what would be considered long tail search results. Yeah, you know, like right brain was there to deal with search queries Google hadn't actually seen or figured out before. So, what does Google do with that data once it starts to figure out what these long tail or potential long tail searches really mean? Is it going to continue to to uh, consistently deliver long tail results, or will it start to refine result sets? Um, and, and, and we might be looking at what we would consider long tail results anymore. 
Right. No, and I, oh. I know, eh? I can't <laughs> wait to dig in. I mean, like, it's, that's, that's, that, that's just, that's where my head went. I don't know if yeah. there's any validity to that or not, but I know where I can find the data. Yeah. Yeah, it's funny as as you talk about that and I think everybody in the in the in our listening audience can sort of sympathize with that well not sympathize, but like understand exactly where you're coming from on that one. Like I picture Jim as as Alice falling down this rabbit hole with just like <laughs> analytics and search console data flowing past, right? Like, but willingly yeah, diving in. in, like I don't. I, Alice didn't willingly die. I want to dive in. I, I can't wait to get going on this because I know it's going to be deep. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, and next week, um, I will ask you how that's going without you know within the disclosure arrangements that I'm sure you have. But um, we'll find out um, a little bit more next week as to as to what Either. you find. And and some of this data will be available that we can probably go a little more about. Not just here's what I'm guessing is going on. <laughs> um, I'll either have a clear answer or I'll sound a lot like. Yeah, all I can think of is that there wasn't a specific focus. Is 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 what I'm guessing. Like I, I I'm I'm gathering that they're they're pulling things in a, a little closer. Um, into the algorithm, sort of restructuring the algorithm, right? Like we're, we're dealing with microservices, basically, right? Like little pieces all operate by themselves. And sometimes they need to be reprogrammed in, in how they interact and, and function. I think that's kind of what we're dealing with. So, of course, areas are going to be impacted. It's going to be really interesting. And I, I, I suspect what we're going to find, and, and this is just suspect, and it's, it's based on where I am seeing ebbs and, and flows, but in, you know, a, a pretty limited, you know, Barry's going to have some real data on a larger scale. I have, you know, some, some you know, data I wouldn't, you know, write home about, but I have a feeling we're going to see it lying in intents and, as you're calling, interpretations, um, you know, of, of, of what queries mean and, and, and how that intent gets fulfilled and what data fulfills that intent. So I think it's going to be interesting and that would certainly explain ebbs and flows and publishing and um, high content areas. Um, I was, uh, just before we went to air, we're going to have to take a break in a few seconds, um, but just before we went to air, I was channeling the ghost of uh, former Senator Ted Stevens <laughs> and he figures this is just a conclusion of the project between Google and Uber and they've got like automated, automated drivers and all those little trucks that deliver data across the, across the web. Mm -hmm. And that this is the automation of the truck of those little dub trucks. That's what we're seeing, according to the <laughs> to the ghost of of late Senator Ted Stevens. <laughs> anyway, I'm gonna come in with him later while we're while we're on break. Before we go, happy birthday to Lindsay Walker. Um, Lindsay Walker, beloved uh, uh, character in the community. It's her birthday today. Oh right, happy birthday! Okay. I did not know that. Well, on that, it is the 21st of March, 2019, which means that Lindsay was probably born on the 21st of March, sometime or another. Um, you've been listening to what called you on webmasterradio.fm. Stick around. We're coming back after these messages. Sit tight and don't move. Webcology will be back after this short break. Are you looking for the best in WordPress speed, security, and scalability? WP Engine is a digital experience platform for WordPress, powering digital experiences for large brands around the world. With easy-to-use site management tools and powerful do-it-your-way development features, WP Engine gives you the flexibility to build it your way. Improve your SEO and conversion rates with a faster site on WP Engine. 
Learn more on WPEngine.com. Do you look at the task of ranking your site at the top of the search engines like you would climbing the top of Mount Everest? It doesn't have to be. TopSEOs.com knows how hard that climb can be, and they can make top ranking a reality. Top SEOs send you to only the right search vendors and agencies that they know will work for you. Since 2002, TopSEOs.com has reviewed and researched the best search engine marketing agencies and solutions providers. Don't risk the cost of falling off the proverbial peak of search rankings. Let Top SEOs give you peace of mind. TopSEOs.com, the independent authority on search vendors. WebmasterRadio.fm. We're everywhere. Find our shows on iHeartRadio, iTunes, Stitcher, and anywhere you download your podcasts. Pick out some new favorite podcasts now. Commercials off. Now back to Webcology, only on webmasterradio.fm. Here are the hosts, Jim Hedger and Dave Davies. Hey everyone, welcome back to Web Culture here on WebmasterRadio.fm. It's the 21st of March, 2019. This is Jim Hedger from Digital Always Media and Dave Davies from Beatsog Internet Marketing. And that's right, friends, get out there and grab your favorite podcast. Find them, gotta get them all. Catch them like Pokemon and put them in a little ball somewhere. Hold on to them. And you, um, you can find them at a podcasting distribution service near you. Well yeah. done. Thanks. That felt better. I'm, we're, we're trying to write like a whole new series on 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 uh, you know getting in and holding Webmaster Radio podcasts, and I think we got to gamify the whole process and basically just send our fans like traipsing around their cities. Uh, we we could probably even 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 sell like driving them to different locations. Nobody would ever do that. That's diabolical and weird. But as it, tur- as it turns out, that's what Pokemon Go was all about. Eh? It really. I I played it. Uh, uh, I was yep. I was part of that whole thing, and uh, yeah, it was it was great. I mean, the thing that I liked about it actually is it did get you first to give you something to do when you're bored, like just hanging out in a place. Um, but also, it, it did get you into different areas, right? Like, I actually went to different places and did different things. Or you go sit on the breakwater and catch Pokemon, right? <laughs> like, uh, but uh, nothing will beat. Uh, you remember Kara Harshman's video? Um, of her in New York with I don't even know how many hundreds of people were were all jam-packed into Central Park. Um, <laughs> Indeed. <laughs> okay. Uh, where to go from here? Where to go? So, okay, well, how about um, those cool videos that are being done by uh, by uh, uh, Google or Martin Split? Um, oh, those are always great. Too late. I mean, they, they should have been available to me a year ago like a year ago when I was challenging all the things they're right now talking about, but I'll forgive them and go, okay, well, I guess other people get to benefit. <laughs> well, and they're out there and, you know, against everyone, every, I mean, according to, you know, Bing, Google, and just about everybody who's damn sick of this crap, Java is the new flash, but it's everywhere and it drives much of the web and, um, it's kind of like you know one of those one of those like like devil's devil's trade offs that Google fi- always finds itself getting into. Yeah. Um, you, you want speed. You want the site to look good. You want the site to render properly um, and have multiple functions, but you can't have all four. Um, right. Yes, you can. <laughs> JavaScript. 
<laughs> yeah, I see you saying. Pick one, pick the other. Do you want good, fast, or cheap? <laughs> like, well, uh, again, but... But the Java. thing is, developers came up with developers took that challenge, came up with a solution, and it happens to be in JS script. Yeah. Um, now that's a, uh, a a problem for Google because Google um, has a hard time rendering that stuff live time. Often it has to download Java, uh, download the, render the page, download the part that's Java, render it, and then put two and two together. Right. Yeah. Um, processing power on scale, that's like millions, hundreds of millions of dollars to Google. Mm -hmm. um, and it slows down the compilation of really good results, um, makes it harder for Google to uh, fulfill its mission. But nevertheless, developers are using it because this is the devil's trade-off Google's put, put the developers into. Yep. I'm going to stand on that too, by the way. Like, you know, come at me, come at me, Google. Um, <laughs> well, they, they, they have put it I, I appreciate that they are finally addressing the core problems, right? Like, we, we had John Mueller for ages. And I mean, I, I, I was not happy. It's fully crawlable. Like, I, I, was, I was dealing in the trenches with the fact that he was wrong. <laughs> like, it's not a set it and forget it. Hey, out of the box, it just does its thing, right? No. No, it doesn't. <laughs> it absolutely doesn't. And here's part of the, the, the big problem and why I love this series. It was part of the problem was I didn't know how to convey the information to developers. Developers didn't even know specifically what was going on in the libraries that related to us or why. Um, I, I know there was a podcast with the folks uh, from Deep Crawl, um, and, and they had them on and, and they, we were, had a chance. It was a Q and a. And so I had a chance to ask a question and I'm like, okay, I have this problem in analytics, you know, have you fixed it? And there was actually quite a simple fix. It's not the fix we'd done. I'm like, I had to hack it, you know, here's some code. <laughs> here's what we had to do. I had to do, do it doing this. Uh, with, anyway, he's basically like, yeah, you just kind of turn this on. I'm simplifying, but it's like, yeah, the developer just needs to turn this thing on in the back. I didn't know to ask. There's no reason I would. I'm not a, a developer. They didn't know that that was there to solve my problem. Right? And so I think that's been historically a big part of this and why I kept looking at John going, you're lying. Stop telling people that. Right? Like, <laughs> you're, you're wrong. You're fundamentally wrong, and your analytics won't even pick it up. I didn't know how to convey what was there. I didn't know what was in there to be done, nor should I. Right? Like, I can't also now learn how to... I, I, I should know enough about JavaScript to know now what to ask. I will never be a developer. That's, you know, I'm going to build like a little three-page site just to make sure I understand it, and I'm still working on that. But, you know, that, that's about it. <laughs> that's, that's about the level I'll get to. But I love these videos because it's getting this conversation. And then developers, as much or maybe even more than SEOs, need to be watching these things to understand when I say here's my problem, I'll never know the solution. I'll never understand the libraries at the level that I would need to. But they do. And if I can understand how to frame, if I can even just understand the capabilities and go, I don't know what it's called, but I know it does it. <laughs> that's all. Right? Like Now it's up to them to find it. And I think that's what's really great about this is it's educating both sides a little bit on here's what the other person needs. So that now developers can understand what we need. We can understand the capabilities built in and we can understand how to communicate with the developers and go, oh, okay, we, we, we will never be able to do the other person's job. We shouldn't. These are two big, substantial jobs. But 
Okay. Oh, are, are you worrying that Google's cozying up to developers a lot? No, I think it's great. Like in, in this context, I mean, this is just my opinion personally, of course, but in this context, I'm looking at, at something like JavaScript, right? Like, I mean, we've got multiple libraries, right? Like, it's not even just like, it's JavaScript. It's like, no, it's JavaScript built with the React library, right? Or, like, okay, these are, these are specific things with a different way of doing the same thing. I mean, basically, the end result is going to be the same, but there's a bunch of ways to skin that cat. So, with well, the SBCA is going to have words about that one. <laughs> with, with the simple fact that this is going to happen, and it actually is a good thing that it's going to happen, and there's been many times I've been working on WordPress sites and stuff, and I've gone, oh, you know, it'd be great <laughs> if this site was built in JavaScript. And I've actually started saying that recently because I now understand what to do, and I can go, oh, okay, right? Like, I could do this endless scroll here, but still have pagination work like this, and it would just be a lot. I mean, you can do it. Um, you know, in a standard WordPress site, but you could make it function better and load faster using JavaScript. So, you know, it's, it's, there's a lot of advantages to it and I couldn't possibly build it to do that, but I could talk to a developer and go, yeah, you're a JavaScript developer, do this. <laughs> and, and here's why I need the pagination to work and here's how it needs to work. Um, you know, that's a, that's a remarkable segue that I can't let go past. Uh, we can, right, we can jump see, back to Google. That. We can jump back to, to, to JavaScript and uh, Martin Split. But, like, seriously, speaking of pagination and poor communication from Google. <laughs> 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 so, um, I mean, first of all, <laughs> um, did you know that Google doesn't support, like, the rel next previous? You know what's really interesting about that, and I, I, I was surprised as, as you were, but the interesting thing is I've just been dealing with a site that didn't have pagination set up when, I, when it was handed over to me. So we had to deal with pagination, but it did have the rel next, or, or the previous next. It did have those. It just didn't have it built into the, into the actual like menus that they were using endless scroll, but pro improperly. Um, so, and it wasn't getting crawled. So I think I know where you're going. I wonder why that was. <laughs> well, as it turns out, rel equals uh, next free wouldn't have helped anyway because um, Google hasn't actually been supporting the tag for the last eight years. Yeah. They've, they still have it in their webmaster documents. Um, they've still recommended using it um, to, you know, create, create a um, lineage of pagination and also to help with your canonicals. It's been a recommended. It's been a recommended tag to throw in, except as it turns out, it hasn't actually been supported for the last oh uh, eight years since two thousand and eleven. Um, it's just that nobody thought to tell the rest of Google that. <laughs> I love that. I love stories like this. I'm sorry. I think it's quite funny. Um, oh, it's a bit crazy, uh, really. As it turns out, Google is at, as long as you provide a link. If you have a, uh, a an article that uh, moves across a couple of pages, or you're one of those like clickbait sites that drag people in off of Facebook because they just have to see what the cast of like um, Family Ties <laughs> looks like today, um, and and I'm curious what happened to each and every one of them in mic in microscopic detail. Um, Google, as long as you provide a link, Google can still follow all that. And Google even knows what page is supposed to be in what order. Um, so it doesn't actually have to support the, 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 this kind of uh, next preve um, uh, tag. 
um, right. doesn't actually need it in the first place. Right, which, I mean, and that, that's the thing, and I think that's why Google sort of abandoned it. And it's actually kind of why it's not a big deal. It's like, you know what, if I had the rel equals author tag on my site still, it wouldn't hurt. No, 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 no. it's just nothing's going to happen for it. it Although just, I'm not so sure about that still. I don't know if I believe that or not. <laughs> Honestly, well, wouldn't you keep drawing data off it if you were Google? Like someone's handing you data and you're going to ignore it? Yeah, I suppose that's true. Like in some way, right? I mean, not a ranking factor for cert for sure, but not. You no, know, indeed, indeed. But I'm sh this has to be dossiered somewhere. Maybe it's not. Maybe you know, you know, it's too much data and it just sort of bleeds into the ether and stuff. But I don't believe that. I'm sorry. Uh, I, I I still strongly recommend taking full credit for the stuff that you produce any way you can. Um, <laughs> or we end up as like a situation like we had with Quora. Did you see that? No. Oh my goodness. Okay, so a couple of years ago, um, uh, Roger Monty over at, at, at Search Engine Journal, um, I, I'm sorry, I don't even remember exactly what this was about. Oh, um, four, I think it was four clues um, that indicate an update had happened, uh, an algorithm update had happened. Yeah. I'm not sure if it was a regular update or core update or whatever. It just doesn't even matter. But a writer over at uh, Quora, a expert. Um, question answerer basically took the exact the exact thing Roger wrote and yeah, yeah. and claimed that as her answer and um, it's just stunning when that happens like like you know what happens all the time right because it's the internet and like it's a den of thieves and scummery but when you see it blatantly happen at a site like Quora that is all about the quality of the experts who provide who provide answers it's mm -hmm. stunning when you see it. Yeah, um, I understand that publisher of Search Engine Journal, Lor uh, Lauren Baker, has filed a complaint with Quora. I certainly hope he has, because like, um, I don't know. I just, just we have to we have to be offended by some things still, <laughs> you know. Like even 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 in this age, twenty nineteen, there still has to be something that's offensive, and plagiarism is one of those things. Yeah, well, that's that. Like. You, you can, you can. There's very few sort of lines in the sand in our industry, right? Like everything's kind of a little. I don't know. What's the client's tolerance for risk, right? Like you know, you, you have these sorts of things that that go on, and different people have different lines in the sand, right? Like I'm a white hat SEO now because I have clients, but when I was an affiliate marketer, I wasn't, right? Like, mm -hmm. You know, these these, these things are, are 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 different, um, you know. But I think we can all sort of agree that you own the stuff you produce, right? And I, I've seen it, and I get outraged. And usually it's from Search Engine Journal, but yeah, like, I'll write something and find out somebody else has ripped it off and then stupidly tagged me on Twitter and shared it out, right? Like, I'm like, really? You really, you did that, eh? You tagged me in the plagiarism of my article. Okay. <laughs> um, you know, and okay, now I got to forward it to Danny, but, um, you know, it, it is just sort of like the one line that's sort of been a universal, like, it's my thing. You can't steal it. Yeah. <laughs> and 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 I think black hats. Why? I mean, and, you know, scraping. Okay, now we can talk about Google stealing content. But you know that, and that's a fun conversation. But yeah, I I I, I feel for that. You can even get credit for it. Is, is the thing right? Like you go into Quora, and I I'm sure Roger wouldn't have minded that. And gone as Roger Monty said over here, blah. <laughs> That's cool, totally, hundred percent cool. You, you, if you, if 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 you're using someone else's words, but you attribute them back to the person who actually wrote them, 
that is totally cool. You're quoting you're quoting the original author. That's mm-hmm. fair. That, we that's, all do that all the time. Every, share every knowledge. Schwartz article is basically like, Danny said this thing on Twitter. Blah. <laughs> like, we all do that. Um, and should. Right? That's that's authority. But yeah, I, uh, this is just a bit crazy. And, and please, if, if you're in the listening audience and you've just, you know, you're, you're one of those those people. Don't suddenly think, oh, I didn't know I could do that. <laughs> because it's a horrible thing to do. Just think for yourself or credit the source. Yeah. Okay, moving along. And we got we got we 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 we, we got to keep talking about um, changes at Google and and, and people's uh, uh, perceptions of it. And in doing so, we we really got to get the responsible caution out there, eh? Like this is just speculation. This is mm-hmm. me and Dave are veterans in the industry, and we really usually know what we're talking about, but mostly it's because we think we know what we're talking about because we've been doing this for like, you know, nigh on 20 years each. But honest to goodness, it's still just speculation. Does, it, does, that, does that sort of speak for you too? I, I think that's a great one. I, I never pay. In fact, I, that was one of the big, I just written an article for Search Engine Journal a few days ago, and it was like, disclaimer. <laughs> this is just my understanding of things based on a lot of experience. But the terms I'm going to use in the process, you know, may or may not be exactly right. <laughs> now, same with Jason Hennessy, uh, another another writer over at Surgeon Journal. Dude's mm-hmm. been in the game for a long time. Yep. Um, he knows of which he speaks because he's you know, been in the trenches for a, for a very, very long time. Um, and even though, you know, I, I, I think there's a lot of stuff in I'm talking about the, the the answer the shift from answers to journeys. Uh, the the uh, piece that he published just just uh, earlier today. Did you, did you get a chance to see it yet? I have. It's crossed my radar. I have it in my um, Twitter sort of set of thing. That's what I use as my like my is my my cue, and then I clear things when I'm done reading them. Uh, now, remember how last year when when we were telling people that we they have to shift away from. Um, trying to match information, like match keywords and stuff, and just sort of mellow out and answer questions? Yep. It was a couple of years ago we started saying that, eh? Well, Jason is saying that we got to step on a little bit further from that. It's no longer about answering questions. It's about the journey that the user is taking um, from when they start doing uh, searches uh, on a particular subject to when they've made their decision, their their purchase decision or their entertainment decision or they've received the information that they were initially looking for. Because increasingly, especially with self, with uh, the, the, the use of mobile and vocal search, um, people's search experiences um, are actually getting longer. They're, they're, they're taking up more, more sessions per, per search. So it takes like where before it might take one or maybe two or three sessions to get from first query to final answer. Mm-hmm. Now people are taking like five, six, seven sessions. Maybe it's because they have to micro micro uh, search between subway stops in transit or something. <laughs> I'm not sure why, but um, but again, the the journeys are taking longer, and so Google and Bing are remembering what people are searching for, why they're searching for them, how they're searching for them, what they um, as as RankBrain was trying to figure out like uh, what people mean when they enter these queries, mm-hmm. what do they mean when they conduct these searches. And so Jason's Jason's saying we got to shift away from just thinking about answers and also consider that the searcher themselves is on a journey, and Google wants to suss that out as well. What do you think? I mean, just with that description, what do you think? I I love it. 
Um, and I, I bring this up. I, I can't name the client, but I mean, you, you know, I've talked about them before on, on the show ish, um, but I have a client in the microservices space. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was talking to them and it's funny, I worded it differently. Um, Jason is, but I was referring to specific terms as pre-intent queries for them. Mm-hmm. Um, so before we've even hit, I'm trying to solve a problem. What, what was I doing ahead of time? And I think that's what, What's great about Jason Zink? Like, I was excited as soon as I, I read what he was writing about. Even though I haven't read the piece yet, I'm like, oh, okay. I'm looking forward to reading that piece. Um, and 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 I already know because I I know Jason. This is going to be good, and it, it's great advice. And the reason I was talking to them about pre-intent is I'm like, you know what? This is what Google's going to pay attention to, and let's grab them there before they were looking for a solution. They were starting with a problem. Yeah, and if we can address, okay, how do I right and do something in Kubernetes, right, which is is a lot to do with microservices, sort of the backbone here. But you know, okay, they started with a problem, they were trying to figure something out. Okay, and then there are software systems on top of that, or, or scripts on top of that that can solve that problem. But let's grab them when they're just looking up the problem. And I think that's what we're talking about here: is their journey didn't start by looking for a solution. Their journey, in this case started looking for a problem now or, or started looking for you know how do i thinking maybe it was built into the system now it doesn't work for everybody if i'm a dui lawyer <laughs> right there's a query and that person is, all i need to do is go here's my phone number here's the trust marks here's how many people i've gone up right? like i can do that all above the fold right in like eight seconds because i'm dealing with somebody who's in a prison cell using their one phone call <laughs> like this is not going to be a long journey that somebody's on right but for a lot of things it does start there right and it, it starts at some sort of sort of pre-intent what were they looking for before they were looking for the thing that you offer right and if we can grab them there and i think that's what jason's kind of getting to or you know i, I do this all the time i'll bet you do too when i'm tr- when i'm planning a trip I start on mobile right because I'm just sitting you know in a coffee shop with Mary talking about I don't know what's kind of going on around wherever we're going right and let's look up the restaurants that are there let's look up this or that and figuring out exactly where we want a hotel when it's time to convert I'm on my desktop like that's just my pattern not everybody's the same that's mine right I go onto my desktop because that's where all my like all my um you know codes are so that I can, you know, make sure I'm getting my points for Marriott or whatever. <laughs> that's where I saw all that stuff. So that's my conversion path. Um, you but not everybody how many people store that on their phones, eh? A lot of people. And well, then that's, that's absolutely fine too. But I also, you know, I mean, that's just oh, where my life terrifying. Part of my natural path of things. Um, you know, but I may have done a whole whack of queries, right? Especially if it's like a vacation type trip, you know, not so much for a conference, so for a vacation, it's like, I'll do like dozens and dozens of queries, just looking stuff up. And what is Bunny Island near, you know, Kyoto? <laughs> I don't know what this is. So I'm all over the place, as, as most people are in that case. So, yeah, it makes absolutely perfect sense to be paying attention to the various things that I'm trying to do and then going, okay, now he's at the actual intent point. Right? These were all a bunch of pre-things while I was just figuring out. I didn't even know my intent at the end. There were a bunch of pre-intent things that I was just trying to figure out what my final intent was. All I knew was my intent is, I got a big plane trip and I'm going to do some stuff when I land. <laughs> like, that's it. Okay, now now what goes on from there? Anyway, I, I think I, I, I love the idea of what I... The funny one, I love the idea of what I think I'm going to find. 
Well, as you read through, as you read through, you're gonna he he outlines his uh his 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 theory on um uh, uh, on journeys, and then he actually out um works through how Google does this study so with the knowledge graph, um, uh, noting activity cards, uh, Google collections, and how that you know the existence of of new prompts in the search string, which are all based on Google's recollection of what you've done previously. Mm-hmm. Um, how that changes uh, the searchers well to, 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 to seal the word how that changes this, the searchers uh, journey to the destination um, it'll have uh, you know again um, it'll have interesting effects on a number of things to do with, with, with how SEO works from technical SEO to content SEO um, how we build sites will be affected by considering journeys. Um, is the, 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 the searcher looking to solve a problem? They want different solutions? Or have they already got a solution? Um, will that affect the way you, you structure your content, trying to consider the different, the different stages a uh, search user might be at? Um, I recently had a financial services client who um, structured uh, his websites almost like the way a classic university essay would be structured where you have the setup the substance and the close on three different pages Mm -hmm. um that's an example i I don't know just just off the top of my head it's an example of somebody who actually is trying to appreciate although they're very tronicated at journey points but trying to appreciate the journey that uh he's bringing his users through across the website well, and something interesting to consider as well, like he's taking them through there, but what I, I think might be interesting to watch as we're moving forward is, let's let's assume that Google sees all these people on these pre-intent, for, for whatever it is, but I'll, I'll put it in the microservices client space, just because that's, that's an example that I can use. I'm not, this isn't going on right. I'm going to go, you know, I, I don't know specifically, Google hasn't gone, we're not doing that, but I'm going to go, they're, they're not using user metrics to this level yet. They'll deny mm. using user metrics at all. Mm. I disagree, but they do use. You know, they're not doing it at this level, in in my opinion. But if I if Google keeps seeing we start at this pre-intent, the users pass through. They do these eighteen different things, and then they all land at my client site at the end. And, and then they're like, oh, okay. You know, they they sort of hop through a few things, and then it's like, oh, okay, that's a solution we like, right? And and then deploying, and then every indication after that is, well, now their queries are you know, how do I implement this thing? Oh, okay, they'll, they'll know, right? Like, clearly, that ended there, and now they're testing their solution, right? So, okay, great, everything. What do I think Google would then start to do? What, would they let people struggle through all those pre-intents, or would they just start jumping people to the solution that they've now felt pretty confident everybody ends up at anyway, right? Like, if it took me 10 <laughs> steps to get to that solution, wouldn't it be better to just sort of go, okay, let's hop people through a couple, make sure this is, in fact, the path they're on. Yeah, it is. Let's just jump them. Let's, let's start favoring this site. <laughs> Screw this, buddy. We know ahead. what's good for you. Get over there. Get in line. Here's your information. Shut up. Well, and, and the thing is, like, and, and we discussed this a little while back, they actually have <laughs> patents out to help people stop making mistakes. Now, they talk about, like, airports, not going to JFK and, you know, by accident when you're trying to get to LaGuardia, um, you know, something like that. But, yeah, if you keep seeing that people are happy when they land here at this solution, why, why would you let people 
travel down LaGuardia. to the wrong place. <laughs> like, why would you let them keep going? So I, I could definitely see them starting to favor sites where the solution is the one that's consistently reached. If 80% of people end up sending conversion signals oh. there, why why make people go through 10 steps to get there when you could reduce it to two or three? Oh, indeed, unless there's something com completely compelling in, in a specific user's behavior. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, Dave, we I, we we got to take a really quick break where we're really pushing time here. So uh, on behalf of Dave Davis from Beatsock Internet Marketing, as you mentioned, we're always media guys. It's really quickly. Uh, you're listening to Web College, your Webmaster Radio It's the 21st of March, 2019. Back after these messages. Sit tight and don't move. Web College will be back after this short break. Ready to do a podcast for your business? Make that podcast elevate to enterprise level. Let WebmasterRadio.fm expedite and execute your podcast to build your brand and broaden your customer base. WebmasterRadio.fm has worked with the world's biggest tech brands, Google, Yahoo, and Bing, and have worked with fast-growing brands like ShipStation and GoDaddy. Now it's your turn. Contact brasco at wmr.fm and rush your enterprise-level podcast into production at a very reasonable rate. Email brasco at wmr.fm. Are you looking for the best in WordPress speed, security, and scalability? WP Engine is a digital experience platform for WordPress, powering digital experiences for large brands around the world. With easy-to-use site management tools and powerful do-it-your-way development features, WP Engine gives you the flexibility to build it your way. Improve your SEO and conversion rates with a faster site on WP Engine. Learn more on WPEngine.com. Podcasting at the speed of sound. WebmasterRadio.fm, the flamethrower. WebmasterRadio.fm, we're everywhere. Commercials off. And now back to Webcology, only on webmasterradio.fm. Here are the hosts, Jim Hedger and Dave Davies. Hey, welcome back to Webcology on webmasterradio.fm. And Dave, where do you find the time to do this stuff? I'm speechless. <laughs> <laughs> you think you have that preloaded or what? Um, I'm, I'm looking at a, a, at my face and posed over um, Alice falling down a rabbit hole of analytics. Thank you for that. <laughs> um, it seems um, many SEOs are re almost 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 as as popular as the picture of me in a penguin suit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. Where to go from uh, from here? We've got. I get. I know only a few minutes left. We've got a got a few stories um, that we could cover here. Um, you know, I guess we can talk Facebook. Uh, if you want to go there? You should. Have that story I'm, with me. There's Your, a bunch of people who are furious with Facebook right now for what happened last Friday, allowing that video to run for as long as it did. Mm-hmm. Um, mm -hmm. uh, that is that happened. The Facebook is 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 doing its says it's doing its best to uh, 
censor videos. I don't really want to get too far into that because that's just such a horrible, horrible incident to talk about. Um, indeed, indeed. You know what, sorry, I was thinking about passwords. Well, I know you were. <laughs> I was thinking it's just one thing after another, after another, after another. Maybe it's because Facebook is just such a behemoth, such a large company now, and it grew mm-hmm. so quickly. It mm-hmm. never really had a chance to figure out what being an adult was all about because it basically went from dorm room to adulthood in like 3.5 seconds. Yeah. Um, Okay, so apparently if you use Facebook Lite or Instagram, um, your password might have been um, kept in plain text in a uh, basically a text document on on an open server. Not that there's anything wrong with that, really. (laughs) Stupid. (laughs) <laughs> like, um, given that we would advise you not to do that on your own machine, let alone... And if you're in Canada, British Columbia specifically, and you do that with client data, you're actually committing a crime. Mm-hmm. As um, I should be. There are laws against that kind of carelessness. I mean, for God's sake. What do you say? I mean, I'm not even sure what to say past that. Yeah, like, no, that, that I think covers it. <laughs> like, like, this is probably one of the biggest... Um, security breaches you, you could you could have and they're estimating that about 20,000 employees may have had access to that file that's not to say 20,000 people knew that file was there yeah, but indeed. actually had the capability to access that file had they known it was there so you know, this is obviously a, a pretty big problem yep this um, this started getting reported yesterday and um, it was given the uh Difficulties Facebook has um, walked its found itself in. I was going to say walked itself into um, over the, the the last few weeks. It was almost like a. It looked like a non-story when I first saw it. Yeah. But then it started rolling in my head, like, oh my, my goodness! Like, think of think of all the the Facebook Lite is used primarily by um, people in emerging economies that don't have like or or people in uh, rural rural United States and even rural Canada who don't have um, access to high speed high speed internet. Um, data is expensive when you're um, transmitting over your cell phone or over a sat phone yep. or a satellite uplink. Um, data is quite expensive, so they use a lighter version of Facebook, and this is like you know people throughout, say, India and Africa, um, much of rural Canada, much of rural America. Your passwords were stored on a piece of paper uh, left in a coffee shop underneath um, a bunch of old rags. <laughs> like, yeah, um, good analogy. Yeah, yeah some, 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 somebody went to MIT and wrote all your passwords on a blackboard and then, and then closed the door of the classroom and walked away. That's that's basically what's another what happened, yeah. like um, or maybe maybe it was University of Moscow. I don't know, um, <laughs> but your passwords were all out there for anybody who wanted to screw with them. Not that anybody did, but they might have, but they could have. Yeah, no, um, it's, it's pretty bad. It's pretty bad. Um, so and I'm, the, glad, I'm glad they found it, but <laughs> but here's the deal: what's going to happen? Like I, I, I hate to sound like a cynical middle-aged old man about this sort of thing, but I kind of am a cynical middle-aged old man about this kind of thing. What's going to happen? Nothing. No. We're going to use Facebook. We're going to continue using Facebook. One of the things I'm going to give them credit for, like, and I, you know, but this isn't, you know, too big a credit because this should never have been allowed to happen in the first place. 
But one of the things I will give them credit for is that it was discovered while they were doing an audit, right? Like of their own systems. Um, and then they have to do the full disclosure, right? Like this is happening, but they do, and of course they do, but just a confirmation that they do complete audits of the security of their internal systems. And when they discover something, they tell people. <laughs> so, I mean, they legally have to. So, of course, yeah, they yeah. Do. I was about to say, in this case, they there's, they have to. The the FCC yeah. mandates they have to. Um, yeah. Because again, this is this is this is consumer protection, like in the biggest of ways. Oh, indeed, indeed. And I mean, they will be reaching out to people who were impacted, all that sort of stuff. But it is, if nothing else, there's a little beacon of. Oh, an olive branch I will hand back to Facebook. You know, I don't love them, you know, other than being on them, you know, on Facebook. But, um, you know, I don't like their stance on privacy. I don't like a lot of the things going on, but they do do security audits and they do let us know. I mean, they, they didn't try to hide it. They came out and, and they could have, and that would have been a different issue altogether. That does do problems, but they did. Um, and hopefully this is one of those cases where, hey, we just learned what not to do. <laughs> Indeed. Um, there have been cases. Yahoo is an example. Yahoo Mail. You remember the, the Yahoo Mail mm -hmm. breach that it took like two and a half years for them to inform the public of? Yeah. And that, it's exactly what I was thinking of. I'm like, Facebook didn't do that. We found out right away. So credit to them for that. It should never have happened. So chastise them on one hand and credit that they didn't pull a Yahoo. Of course, we saw how operating like that worked for Yahoo. So... <laughs> we we only got a couple seconds left. Um, here's a here's a caution thing. Um, you know how you know how Google Plus is pretty much gone away. <laughs> it's still there. If you have if yeah. you have a Google Services account, um, say you run your corporate or or business email through Google, um, then you still have access to all your data on Google Plus. It's all still there. Okay. Mm -hmm. Earlier. Um, I, I, I'm sorry, I think it was about a year ago, Jeff Bezos said, I expect Amazon to fail sometime in the future. And he's probably right, because mm -hmm. the future is a very long time from now. Maybe 100 years from now it'll happen, right? Mm -hmm. Okay, so put those two thoughts together. All of our stuff is stored on Facebook. Everyone's got every family photo ever taken in the last decade stored on Facebook, right? Yeah. You hear what happened to MySpace last week? MySpace oh, yeah. was the repository of music for like that's how they tried to save themselves. They tried to save themselves as, as were, were the place to distribute music if you're a hip young band, eh? Right. Well, apparently MySpace lost all those files dating back, um, I think back to 2003, yeah. 2004 or so. All gone. Like, if you had stuff stored at MySpace, um, pour a drink and then go check. <laughs> oh, well done, Brasco. Yeah. <laughs> um, um, it might not be there anymore. Yeah, and that's yeah, a big drink um, of craft beer. Um, something so I want to make sure we, we... Sorry, go ahead. Well, I was going to say, the caution is, if you got all your stuff stored at Facebook, buy yourself a backup drive. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, you're at Facebook... Guy. But also keep your own keep your own data on house because the cloud does fail. Yes, it does. Uh, okay, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off, Dave. No, something just to inform our, our audience about: you can go over to Search Engine Journal. Matt Southern uh, covered it. This was back on the 16th, so after our last show. Um, Google My Business um, has changed to add new seasonal business guidelines. So if you're, you know, uh, you know, only operate by the season, 
head over, read the article. There's a way to temporarily close yourself, and it's now in their guidelines. So if you're seasonal, there's new rules that apply to you. Um, we don't have time to cover what those rules are, but head over to Search Engine Journal and look for the article. Way worth knowing. Okay, we are being played out. So, um, we got to go. Full clock. On behalf of Dave Davies from Beanstalk Internet Marketing, this is Jim Hedger from Digital Easy Media. You've been listening to Webcology on webmasterradio.fm on the 21st of March, 2019. Stick around, Webmaster Radio. Great content coming up after the news, and we'll talk to you next week. The opinions expressed on this program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of WebmasterRadio.fm's management or sponsors. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without authorized consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited.